This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, second QN student at Aikido of Fresno. All right, reporting in. Yeah. So today, uh, we're going to do... I feel like it's an accompanying piece to the... Um, the Timing. Uh, timing. Uh, episode we did not too long back, and this is uh, one that we'll do on distancing. Yeah, distance. Because it, it seems those are the two things that are I think important. There, I guess maybe other things, but arguably the two most important things when you're talking about Aikido is your proper timing, proper distancing. Man, I think it's funny because um, there's these like key things that you'll hear people say like, oh, of course, that's really important. And then they spend all their time talking about everything but that, right? right? And like, man, timing and distance, like they are the essence of what's going on. Um, and, I, and I feel like in some, so this came up for me because I was watching this video the other day uh, and it was, you know, a demonstration mm. video and it was clear to me that the you know instructor did not understand proper distancing at least not in the way that I understand it for what we're doing right so um and that's not to say that he doesn't understand it for himself and wasn't looking at whatever he's looking at. whatever he was looking something at. just didn't feel right, right to you but for me looking at it in the way that I understand Aikido it was like no man this guy's not doing Aikido or if he is doing Aikido, uh, he is not in set, setting himself in in the proper ma'ai or the proper distance. Um, and so I thought maybe we could just run down, like, for us. And again, like, I, I, it's weird that we have to say this, but I feel like this is, this is just the way that we see things. I think that it is the correct way to see things, but I don't want to, like... Uh, pretend that I know more than everybody in the world or, or be some kind of asshole about it. Um, I, I am open to possible interpretations, I suppose. Um, no, I mean, you know, we can have a conversation, but I just, you know, I feel like we should at least put that out there so some people can say whatever no, it's, they want to say. It's about super it, important. You know? And I think, I think the thing, and I think all Aikido groups should start kind of doing this, which is like, we see Aikido as this kind of thing. And here is our support for the way we see Aikido. Now, we understand that other people see Aikido different ways, um, and they probably have supports for their way of saying it, but but we're going to back up why we're saying what we think about Aikido and what it is, you know. Perhaps a little bit more of like a, like a scientific approach in the sense of I have this theory or idea about what this is doing, and here is my evidence that I've right, gathered. Yeah, right. or, yeah, like an academic paper. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think if we all did that, actually, we'd all start getting along a lot more because right. we'd go, oh, okay, well, you see Aikido as this thing, and that's totally cool. You right. can see Aikido however you want, like, um, but that's different than we. And so that's why we would disagree here, not because we think the other person's stupid, but because you've got a different goal in mind right, than right. we have. And so, yeah, and I just don't I, – I, I don't want to make it seem as if, like, I'm shitting on something – you know, I, I, I want it to be clear that, like, this comes from a, a place where there has been a lot of reflection on what is happening right. and, you know, watching uh, the video and really thinking about, it. okay, so so what are they trying to do? But um, So maybe we can start with, 
you know, what should be the the proper ma'ai, the proper distance that we're always looking for? And then we can kind of go from there and talk about some things like when it works, how it, how it works, and, you know, why um, a lot of times I feel like people are practicing Aikido in, in the wrong distance. Yeah. I, th- I mean, maybe this is a little bit of a shitty, like, not cop-out answer, but like a, a no-duh kind of answer. But I don't know. I feel like at least for me, the the uh, if we're talking about ideal, ideal distance for Aikido is not in distance at all. As far away as humanly possible from a, a threat or a conflict. So that's just not where we want to be. We don't want to be there. Yeah. And, and it's hard, it, that's ideal, of course, and it's hard to see Aikido happening in that way, and so that's why that's well, you just can't, like... Well, you can't train, I mean... Right, you can't train that. I mean, and you so, can train it, but it's a different kind of training. Right. It's, uh, you know... But I think philosophically, to me at least, that's what Aikido is saying, is be just don't be where there are yeah. problems. Yeah, Remove I mean, yourself from those situations. Yeah, well, yeah, so... <laughs> man, it just, it all gets so sticky so quick, and so... If you read the founder, the founder is real big on saying stuff like um, uh, people who do Aikido, people who practice the way should um, be able to stand up for and take care of others around them. So that's definitely not just running away from a situation, you know. So like I think personally the way I talk about Aikido, I tend to talk about avoiding mostly because that really is the strategy that most people want to hit. But um, to me, there's three things you can do with Aiki. You can either meet them, right? Meet the force. You can uh, lead the force, take them where you want, or you can avoid the force. Um, and, and I tend to talk about avoiding more because everyone's so enthralled with meeting right. and what meeting's about right. that it's like I got to talk on the other side a lot so you get that it's like there are multiple strategies right. to this. So it, it's really funny. I feel like the majority uh, of people uh, meeting force is number one. I think there's a lot of people who are trying at least to do the leading part of it mm-hmm. or, or there is some, and that's what you see, the more flowy uh, things. Uh, what they're really trying to look at, I think, is is, is leading. Uh, that last one, I think, is the one that, that doesn't get talked about. But um, aside from that, so I think, so part of this for me when I was watching this video and uh, in the video, the the uh, Nage was sort of having the Uke come at him with this weird little jab thing as they like to do um, these days. And um, the Nage was, oh man, I don't even know where, okay, let, let me start at this. So when we're talking about, uh, like from, from sword fighting, like from a dueling system, we have uh, like two, you're either in measure or out of measure, right? There's, you're, you're either in a distance to hit someone or not in that distance, right? So in measure, out of measure, to borrow from, from sword fighting. Um, that's like a, the contact distance, right? Mm-hmm. So for Aikido, uh, and so in a dueling system, right, we're always the, the competition or whatever is, is about playing in at the edges of that distance, right? So how can I be... Uh, in measure without you knowing it or how can I be out of measure with you without you knowing it so that you think I'm in measure that sets me up right 
Does that am I? No, I think you're 100 okay. right. It's just the, the the only reason I, I took a breath was because it's like um, I don't know that enough people understand the foundation of what you're talking about to understand <laughs> okay. what you're saying. Like, so um, I think you're saying it exactly right. Um, like, so so look, this and is I what we got to the well, IQ. I know. And I mean, and, yeah, I mean, and, and I think I think this is a sticky weed. So okay, so look, um, if you're gonna hit someone. You have to be close enough to hit them. So uh, Aikido people right now are real obsessed with learning to strike. Like that's what everybody's yeah, excited so about. Yeah, we can talk about right, it. Right, sure, yeah. sure. So let's talk about it. So if you're going to strike someone, you have to be in range to do it. Okay. If you are one step from your range, meaning that I just have to take one step and I can hit you, in fencing they would call that within measure. Um, and so, like, if you're thinking about sword fighting and sword fighting and boxing are analogous, right? They're really similar, except one you have a sword, one you don't, but the game's the same. Um, so, so you would call that in measure, and that means I can take one step and I can hit you. If you have to take more than a step, you call that being out of measure, which means I would have to take two or more steps to get you, or more than, you know, 1.5 steps, whatever, but more than a step to hit you. Okay, if... It's going to take more than a step to hit you. You have lots of preparatory time, which changes the engagement, right? So, like, you know, if, if Josh is across the room from me, you know, like three steps away, and I say, I'm going to go over there and punch him. While I'm taking those three steps to punch Josh, he's got a lot of time to plan his defense. Um, and that could be him taking three counter steps. It could be him balling up into a ball. It could be him getting ready to slug me as soon as I come into distance. It could be who knows, all kinds of things. But that's lots of time. Now, if you are less than a step, so well into measure, inside of measure, then um, that's a really dangerous spot because if I am standing half a step from Josh, right? So, or let's say zero at arm distance from Josh, and I want to hit Josh, I can just suddenly hit him. He's you got just have to move your arm. Yeah, and he's got no real preparatory time for that. Like, so it's hard for him to put a defense in place, hard for him to do anything other than just get hit. So when you're inside of measure, not at measure, but inside of it, meaning less than a step from someone, you can hit them so fast that generally they can't have a reaction to it. Um, and this is a really important thing to understand uh, when we're talking about any martial art, um, especially any contact martial art, and especially, I believe, Aikido, because Aikido works with this more than anything. And a good example of this to me would be when people say, um, you know, Munetsuki, right, which is our big lunging, looks like a punch, our big lunging thrust. Um, uh, people go, oh man, that's stupid that Aikido people practice that because who would throw a punch like that? And my counter to that is, why would you allow anyone to get close enough to right. punch you in any way other right. than that? So, right. So this is where, where I was going with this is, um, if you're looking at the engagement as a dueling engagement, right, right which is that like, I, I as the Nage uh, want to do something as, as much right. as you want to do to me, then we're always playing at the edges of that um, that right. measure. And the reason we have to do that is because I want to hit him back. So look, both people want to be in that less than a step distance so they can hit the other person and surprise them. So they're always playing at that distance. And that's why boxers don't take big lunging punches like that because the other guy wants to hit him back. In Aikido, because our concept of it is asymmetrical, I never want to be in distance to hit you. And because I never want to be in distance to hit you, you'll have to take a lunging punch to get to me. Right. So in Aikido, you know, we are either out of measure, and that's our ideal, is to be out of measure right. with yeah. them. Or if that if that distance gets broken, then we are way inside of measure. And those are the two distances that we're dealing with. 
And I think, I think that's a really hard thing to set your brain into that mode. And I think that's why I was saying like a really reductive version of that. But like the idea is like you don't want to be in measure and that's ideally, right, you right. know, you want to make them work to get to you. That's right. And work so, to get. Yeah. Yeah. You are out of measure. They are always working to get into measure. Right. 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 And and that that is what allows you to lead them right and so for for me setting your brain into the mode of i don't want to get them back is the best way for me personally to set the right kind of mindset in order to keep learning aikido in the way that i that makes that possible that kind of situation possible and so setting yourself in that way of i'm just getting out getting out constantly not being where they are right sets you up for the the correct situation right. in That's order right. to start That's doing right. the aikido one well, and i think so the other thing is i think that if if um if you're thinking about like it as a dueling situation you're always playing at the edges of right. measure right. um it is dangerous you don't see it so when people do this little jabby thing right and let's correct me if i'm wrong that jab, its purpose is to test that distance, exactly right? Its purpose for. is to, to test. To make and test distance. It's to whether you're in measure, right? Okay, so um, if you are doing stuff off that jab, that's fine if it's a jab, if it's my fist. If it becomes a knife, right? So instead of jabbing at you with a knife, I'm slashing at you or jabbing at you with my fist, I'm slashing at you with a knife. You cannot do the types of things that Aikido people train against normally off those jabs, right? Because suddenly you're going to be getting cut because you're in, you're you're at the distance, you're in that measure distance or at the edge of it, right? Um, I think, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but I think it's a tricky way to say it because when you said Aikido people, well, I don't know if you're talking about what the system is prescribing. I'm talking about uh, most people training it right so yes, right sorry. and and that's i mean that's a sticky wicket because the aikido system basically prescribes making taino hinko making right. uh, an angle variation with suppression and then depending on the situation controlling the knife or escaping the knife that's what aikido the system prescribes if you look at the forms pretty much across the board that's what they prescribe um but people who are trying to box with Aikido sure. right now right, right. are doing different things. Well, and, and so stepping back a little bit, because my my point about this is, so Aikido has a, a prescribed notion of what you're supposed to do, but it's based on out-of-measure distance that's being right. the proper that's right. eye, yes, that's correct. not at the edge of this. That's right. And so I think that anybody who's uh, training off of... or. In this video that I saw, and I've seen other tra- people training like this, I think there's a lot of training that happens in at the edge of that measure. That's what they're using as my eye is like in measure, right? Um, you're getting used to a timing that is not ideal for what you're doing. If you have a knife or if you have a sword and you're dueling, I mean, if you have, if it's unarmed or you have a sword and you're dueling, there are, you can mitigate those differences, right? This is, we use the sword to offer suppression, et cetera, so forth. Um, if you're unarmed versus a weapon, that doesn't, you don't have that anymore, right? right? So if you are used to playing at the edges of the measure. You're getting cut. And cut you're getting cut, and right. Cut repeatedly. As opposed to if you are playing out of measure, forcing them to come into measure, um, you're going to be safer. And now I feel like I've just confused 
No. Everybody. I mean, no, you have, like, here's the thing. Everything you said right now is right. I just don't know, because, look, we don't have enough of a foundation to talk about this stuff that it's not going to confuse everyone. So, uh, because what you're saying right now is exactly the argument that um, people who train, like, you know, um, reality-based self-defense or people who train, uh, you know, uh, Filipino stick fighting stuff, uh, knife fighting stuff, um, that they would agree that you're saying the same stuff, which is like you can't fuck around there because you're just going to get cut and there is no answer there. And there is no answer there. The only thing you can do is make distance because, so look, if you doubt this, get a training partner, get at arm's distance, which means one person can just raise their hand and touch you. Put a knife in their hand, right? Like training knives, you don't murder each other. Um, uh, training knife, and then um, let that person try and cut you. Like Without just stand there, feet. just stand there, and then let that person try and cut you, and then see if you can block or stop them from cutting you, and see how often. And I think even with a trained person, probably around sixty to seventy percent of the time, you're going to get cut. A trained person, probably will get mortally. Cut. Yes, a trained person will get cut. You can't out train it because the other person is so close to you in functionality at that point, meaning that they, they have such an advantage because of the power of the weapon and the speed at which they can move. You can't train yourself to deal with that. Like, you, you just can't. You know, and I think a highly trained person, you know, a physically talented person who trained for a long time, they're never going to get better than 80%. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just so fast and furious, meaning the guy with the knife moves so fast and furious and cuts you, you can't train past that. And so 20% chance that you're going to die every time you get at that distance means that you should never get at right. that distance. And unfortunately, it's like that's – unfortunately, that's the distance that I see a lot of people using as their, their setup for – Aikido training, right? And and that's, you know, why we see in, in a lot of Jiawaza where there's people just waiting for you to come and grab my wrist because they think that's where the thing happens um, at that time. But that's already way too late. Way, way too late. Way, way, way too late. So your ideal ma'ai is out of measure, right. not at the edges of it. Within and the boundaries of what you're doing, you have to be – getting as much distance as you can right. as the person being attacked. And I and I think that, you know, so if we're looking at an unarmed person versus someone with a knife, I think everyone would go, well, like, obviously I need more distance. I need to make more or keep more distance if they have a knife or a sword or whatever. Okay. And that is true. Um, but while the distance is needs to be uh, greater because they have a weapon that elongates their uh, attack – the ma'ai, right, doesn't change, right? right? The ma'ai always stays the, the same. The ma'ai always stays the same, which is out of measure right. with that, that right, weapon. Right, and right. I think that's another thing that people maybe don't un- may, may not understand, right, is that, like, intellectually, I know if that guy has a sword, my distance on that just changed. But if I'm always used to, used, I, if I've trained in playing that, like at the edge of measure, I will always be at the edge of their measure with that weapon and I will be getting cut because I just don't have time to get out. So I think you have to like understand like what is in measure and what is out of measure and that's where you're moving from. That's like the starting point. Right. You see this. So uh, it's funny. People inherently understand measure really well. Like, um, like their unconscious mind, they don't consciously know how they know this, but most people know it really well. And this is why you see any sport event, 
um, people creeping in on each other, right? So yeah. like watch it, watch you know the first um, thirty seconds, 20, 30 seconds of any engagement, right? Could be judo, could be Brazilian jiu jitsu, could be boxing, could be kickboxing. What it doesn't matter what they're going to kind of move around each other, and what they're doing is they're they're allowing themselves to to binocularly you know use their vision to kind of decide what is the measure what is the right distance right gauging right exactly right and and a guy who's got a longer measure right so like say we're talking about boxing get a guy with long arms they quickly should realize that oh i can touch him and he He can't touch me anywhere near yeah right and that's also always going to be the case with someone with a knife unless you know you're facing some behemoth you with a, a three or four inch knife in your hand has a greater reach than the other person i mean you could have some guy with a real long and even if they have a long reach they still can't create the amount of power you can create because you know if they touch you with the side of your hand their hand you're fine but if you touch them with the side of your knife they get cut right so so the the power and distance ratio is always in favor of the person with the weapon in their hand um and then understanding that what you're playing with is every time they get set like in aikido the way we see it every time they get set to launch an attack you move from the distance. And so what happens is they'll get frustrated. They can never get over that distance. And so it's it it draws them to do one of two things, which is either leave, quit, or to rush through this situation. Now the rush through is the classic attacks you see in Aikido, right? So that's Shomenuchi, Yoko Manuchi, and Ski. Those are the rushing through. Um, the other side is they just make distance. We don't have an answer for that because we want them to make distance. Right. We want to be safe and stop having them attack us. So like that's the game that's being played all the time. And what Aikido people are trying to do right now is they're trying to play right at the edge, which you can't. Right. You, you strategically can't afford to be there. And, and that's I, not our place. Right. And I think that is because uh we're looking at it as a duel right. instead of as a some sort of other engagement because if we are looking at it as a dueling engagement so knowing that like I have to be able to hit this person back when I'm done then yes we are going to be playing uh in and out of measure like uh or on that edge and that's the game but in this we don't want to even worry about that it, uh, Dueling is a really tricky thing to understand. Uh, if you come to Combat Con, I'm teaching a class this year called uh, There's No Such Thing as a Knife Fight, um, and I'll go into this a lot. But um, in order to have a, a proper duel, like so a duel really is any time that two people decide they're going to have an exchange to find out who's better at the exchange, meaning fist fights or wrestling or uh, whatever, whatever, doesn't matter what it swords is, but it's a duel, or, yeah, swords, yeah. guns, whatever, whatever, we're going to have some kind of exchange. Um but uh, uh, if you're talking about a fight, a fight means the other person has some inherent ability to resist your attacks, right? So um, if we look at boxing, we know boxing, this is quite possible because you have guys who are both capable of hitting really hard, go 10 to 12 rounds with someone else, um, and both of them come out okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so meaning that the, the power the human body can afford unarmed. Um, or can can produce unarmed uh, can be afforded by the human body receiving it. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you know, if the, if there wasn't, then there's no way we would ever go that many rounds. Right. There would be people just dying. Yeah, they'd in fall the ring and be broken. Time. Right. Yeah. Um, but so we know that's possible. Okay. In swords, uh, sword play, it's done because 
The sword is a piece of steel, which means every time it attacks, if you choose proper angles and distance, when you attack, they cannot counterattack you. And if you look at historic uh, fencing manuals, they're full of pictures showing the proper angles that you can be at. So I can land a touch and you can't land a touch, either via what's called opposition, which is my sword's in the way of you making that successful attack, or via angle and distance where I can touch you in a position that with your sword arm, you can't counter touch me. Um, and so that is a way in which a fight could happen because um, I am capable of withstanding the force you make. If you are unarmed facing someone with a weapon, you cannot duel with them. It is impossible because you, your body cannot afford the damage that they can they can make, right? right. So, so they can cut you much easier. They can shoot you. They can whatever. So you cannot play a dueling game because you'll die. This is also true if you have a knife and they have a knife because the knife doesn't afford enough defense to allow you to protect against their attacks. So you can't have a fight. What happens is you have a grappling match where you're stabbing each other. Right, right. Um, and so that's why knife fighting really doesn't exist. It's a it's a fun idea to think about and when we think about Dune or Peter Pan or something, right? Like, that's awesome. Oh, they have knife <laughs> fights, knife duels. That, that's bullshit. It doesn't exist. Historically, has it happened? Sure, but to the detriment of both parties involved, right? Um, when the weapon gets longer, you can't afford that. So basically, you're saying that, like, uh, a... a s- not symmetrical, but a, like a dueling situation is a situation where both parties want to cause the other uh, or do the same thing to the other party that mm-hmm. they are getting done to them. And both can ha- deal it out and take it in similar right. amounts. Yes, that's right. So that's why it wouldn't be a fight or, or, or a, a duel, I guess, if it was, you know, me versus a five-year-old because the five-year-old can't take the same kind of damage that I can, right. nor can so they deal it. it might be a duel, but uh-huh. it wouldn't be a fight. And I think, okay. I, I, Sorry, I think that's the, the, the important distinction to make yeah. because a fight means that like you can do stuff to me and I can do stuff to you in a similar way. So okay. we're struggling to see who's better. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I've made the point in this podcast before that Mike Tyson, when he was in his prime, he didn't really have fights with people. They tried to duel with him, but he was so powerful that he just knocked him out in a few seconds. So there was no exchange happening. He was just a very powerful man who knocked your ass out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same case with any time your unarmed first faces a weapon, right? Like, uh-huh. And that's a great movie title. It's a great, you know, great, uh, exciting story to tell. But it's not a reality. Like, the the probabilities are so on high, you right. know? like. And I think so when we take that back into Aikido, I think, you know, what happens so often is... Um, and we talk, we have talked about all of these things a lot, which is like, um, I want to do my technique on someone. And in order to do that, I know that I have to be in a particular spot. So I am playing at the edge of uh, that, in the, at the edge of measure so that I can get into right. that spot. That's right. Right? Um and I believe that is incorrect in the way you should be doing it, right, is to always be out of measure. When that distance gets broken, that's when you're then moving into the proper spot where the technique will unfold right? rather than... And an important thing to understand is that doesn't mean our odds of success increase. Our odds of success still decrease. It's just the last right. option we have, Right. So, you know, it's like you're, you're playing poker and you get dealt one ace. Your, your odds of winning the hand didn't increase, but it's just the last chance you have is to play that ace successfully, right? right. right? So, so, like, you know, that's, that's what's going on. Is it, It's like uh, the greatest chance we have for what we would call success. And so, look, success, I believe, in Aikido philosophy is a mutually beneficial result. 
in conflict, right? Mutually beneficial. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, if someone said, hey, you're a poop head, Chris. And I said, I don't think I'm a poop head, but I can respect your opinion. Can you tell me more why? And they go, yeah, okay, well, I respect you more. That's a good, that's a good right. resolution to conflict, right? Okay, and a bad resolution to conflict is me dying. That's the right. worst resolution in Aikido. <laughs> Conflict, right? And then uh, up from that is them dying, right? I don't want them to die. And then uh, me getting hurt and then them get, you know, yeah, go all back way up, that way, yeah. right? Okay. So that means I don't want to do anything to them. Now, as I have to do more and more to them, right? So like, let's say if you think um, getting a good Shionage is, is successful Aikido, to me, that's really far down, down the, line. the, right, the right. loss list, right? So we're really at a low percentage of, of success at that point, you know? Um, and, and instead, I think people go, oh, well, we're choosing not to do that because we're real badasses and we don't want to kill anyone. I don't want to get killed. I don't want to do anything that's low percentage, right? right, right. And so because I don't want to do anything that's low percentage, I want to stay away from doing those kinds of techniques, period. Right. I think it's hard for Aikido people to hear that some that, that like a Shionage, for example, would be low percentage, you know? Right. Right. I mean, that's hard to hear. <laughs> look, when you, the, phys, the other person's physically dominant to you, everything you do is low percentage. Right. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's important. Well, like other people have a hard time bringing that in is that the whole thing that we're training for in Aikido is that the, the odds are stacked right, against you. Right. Right. Because so, if it was if it was an even playing field, you wouldn't be doing Aikido. You'd be doing boxing or, you know, or right. you just would go, ah, no, thanks. You that's know? right. <laughs> and I mean, you know, people say, you know, like uh, like you hear poker people talk about um, poker's a skill game. Right. So meaning that like, you know, it's not about luck. It's about how I, I skillfully play. Right, right. And I believe that's correct. And I believe that's been proven scientifically that it's correct. Like if you play a good, strong game of poker, overall, you're going to come out on top. Right. OK. Now, that is true. It's a skill game. But if you're always getting dealt losing hands, you're still going to lose. You right. can't outskill yourself out of right, it. Right? Right, right. And so that's the same thing with martial arts. Look, you want to have the greatest skill you can have so you can play the odds as best possible when they unfold. But if you're dealt a losing hand, you're dealt a losing hand. And that's what martial arts, any martial arts doesn't want right, to hear right. is that you can be as trained as possible and fortune can turn against you right, and then you're going right. to lose. I think that... You know, in, the, uh, in in terms of the distancing, like understanding that like that shihonage is um, you are your distance, you are in the your distancing sucks. Like yep. you messed up to let them in that close. Um, but because they are that close and because they have uh, a something that they want from you, they want to grab you. If you can move properly. There is, there are techniques right. there, and that's how all of the nagewaza work, right? All the throwing techniques. It's not like I'm, you know, muscling some dude over my hip or whatever. No, I am just moving in such a way and setting my structure that if they want to continue on the path that they are moving on, um, they will trip, fall, whatever, over me, right? This is like that idea of the the circular, you know, spiral motions, etc., right. so forth. Right, and I understand. Um, yeah. but oh, that's that's. Once our uh, distance has broken down, right. way beyond right. what we want, and it to we're be. already at low percentage at that right. point, so that's not where we want to be. So, like what Josh is saying is, if you get stuck in a bad way, Aikido has skill answers out of the bad way, but you're still at a lower percentage than you were when you were at greater distance, right? And those skills, skill answers, rely on you're still moving. You know, yeah. you still right. have to keep right. moving right. because as soon as as soon as you stop and it's you know you're 
facing each other, feet planted, you're doing a different thing. Yes. You're 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 facing them. You know yes. this this is now a strength contest. <laughs> yes. I mean well, you you know or a judo contest or whatever you know like you'll it, hear in boxing a lot you know like uh, uh don't trade with him um stick and move that's a right, that's right, a common right. thing to say and it's because the other person's more powerful than you. So if you're trading with them, if you're playing a brute force game, you're going to lose. You have to strike and move out of the range, right? And so that's kind of part of the idea of this is strike and move out of range. But in Aikido, it's not even strike. It's just move out of range, right, move out of range, right, move right. out of range. Well, and, and, and what you you had said the other day, I think, when we were talking about this a little bit is, you know, there are two things that are happening. You're either moving away from the person or you're entering, you know, to the person. So... Um, if that distance gets broken, you are either working to get back to your ideal distance, which is out of measure, or you're uh, working to get into range to stick close to do something else, one of our techniques probably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are the two distances that we have, you know? That's right. So we're either going to have a distance that is, um, you know, way closer than, uh, than uh, contact distance, and in that case... I'm probably going to be if if I if the other person has a weapon, I'm going to be working to uh, I'm going to be working some sort of jujitsu, you know, inside, or I'm out of distance, right? right. Uh, and I'm always trying to keep out of distance, right? And the only time uh, that I, you know, once that gets broken, I'm in distance. That's right. Or always moving to get back out of this. Right. Yeah. But and that's, I, think, I mean, that's the major difference, in my opinion, between jujitsu and Aikido is jujitsu wants to get in distance and, and stay, stay in inside distance, of distance. Right. Aikido wants to use something to escape the distance. Like, we want to get back out of distance right. is what we're always trying to do. And that's why you see a lot of these, a lot of the Aikido techniques, I think, um, you know, we see them as like big throws or really like uh, crazy things, you know, Yankyo or whatever. But in my mind, in the way, I've seen them come off and use them. A lot of times it's just enough to unbalance someone so I can get back to my distance. Enough right. to unbalance exactly right. them so they can't use their weapon. It's you know? taking you back up those steps of that that's, ladder that's exactly to right. getting away. That's right. Or yeah. I think other, I mean, especially any kind of symmetrical, you know, you know, judo or boxing or something, the point is to get in, to do the thing, to get to this position so you can get a submission you know, you're going down the line, you're getting in there and doing something. Right, right, this right. is like, I'm getting if out you, of there. If, if you think about something like boxing where, you know, the goal would be um, to knock the other person out uh, with your hands, right? That's the goal. Okay. Uh, and and my prescribed answer to Aikido, which is a mutually beneficial resolution to the situation. Okay. If I stay out of distance with you, as long as I'm out of distance, I have a 100% chance of success rate. Yeah mutually beneficial would be I don't get hurt you don't get hurt right right so you're being angry and aggressive and trying to attack me but because we're staying out of distance if I can keep that staying out of distance 100% success rate okay now boxing if I keep out of distance 100% failure rate because remember my goal in boxing right. is to it's knock to, the right, other guy right, out right. with my hand and you didn't right. that's right. right and so like so that's why you know you can't look at dueling martial arts and Aikido as at all the same thing because I will have a 100% failure rate if that's what I'm doing with boxing because my goal with boxing. Now, if you think Aikido, and you know, look, I'm going to be an asshole for a second, but legitimately, if you think that Aikido is like pulling off a Kodagashi or Shionage, 
you're never going to be successful at your Aikido, right? right? So I'm not saying that it's never, ever going to happen, but it's not going to be repeatably, like statistically, you're going to always be on the failing side of that, right? Now, those things might help you recreate distance, which gets us back to a potential of 100% success rate of mutually beneficial goal, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that if you look at um, how we set some things up in traditionally for uh, training – we train we do train that right distance uh but then when once we put it into some sort of practice then we forget so if we're training um katate dori taino hanko right like just that easy outside movement outside turn movement that a, a lot of schools do as basic sort of uh, beginning exercises warming up whatever um where is that that train from you know when we start we're at a Distance, distance right at a at that out of measure distance and what happens they break that distance and we turn out of the way right, right. Um, but what ends up happening even with that a lot of times is we just stand there then once they grab us then we make that turn or whatever because right? we confuse what what our goal is right. uh, we often think what our goal is is to twist them or pin them that's right. our goal that's a jujitsu goal in my opinion and it is something that we have to do sometimes in aikido um because we have no other choice but it's not our idealized goal in my opinion and so so that's what makes it that's why they have to give up that you have to give up that distance all the time because you have to let them get closer right right, right. and the problem is you're letting them get closer with an advantageous position so even if you look at like judo or brazilian jiu-jitsu or something that's grappling they're being real picky about, about how they right, let you right, come into right, distance. Right. So that that way the position's not too strong. But in Aikido, we just let them come in and Any, get a strong yeah, position, yeah. grab me real good, and then, then I'll try and throw you. You're always going to lose <laughs> right. that way. And I think part of that is, you know, because we're training things. And, and we confuse the the training with the That's actual right. event, right? Yes. And so um, if we're doing that same technique, katate doi, taino hanko, from uh, static, right, and from the grab – and we're training a specific thing now, which is like, if you have me grab this way, there are still things that I can do to turn out of it and, and use my body properly, right? Um, we think that's the thing. Right. So that w- then when we're training it in motion, we're waiting for that right. grab. But yeah. it's like, no, right. yeah. that's not what we Those want, Those things know? are skill building drills. So we're trying to build our skill if you did catch me. But we don't want you ever to catch me, right? My greatest success rate is if you never get a hold of me, right? right. And then if you do get a hold of me, that's not when I'm getting to practice my technique. It's when I've already failed the first parts of practice. Right. right. I think that's the shittiest and hardest part of training is figuring out how to train bits and pieces of the thing. Because if you're training an entire system somehow completely all at one time, you're not getting to pick out those little pieces and work on different things, and you have to do that. But when you're working on little pieces – you tend to forget the big picture and why that thing might come up or what situation causes that thing to happen. And so then people tend to, like Josh was saying, practice something uh, in one way and then forget how to apply it or practice it in a weird distance or something like that. And so I think it's important to be really clear, just like the timing, like we were talking about timing, like what is the timing of the situation? What is the distance right. of this situation? What are we, are we not even worrying about timing and distance right now? Because that's possible. Maybe we're just working on hadaki or we're just warming up. We're just rolling right now. Right. You know? And those are, I think it's important to articulate that, especially to students, because otherwise they think that's the thing. Right. I'm going to get out there and someone comes and attacks me and they're going to come grab my wrist and I'm going to do kokinage or right. whatever, you know? Right, right. And it's because the people, look, when you first started training, one of the reasons you might have started training is you saw someone flip someone else and you said, my goal is to do that. Yeah, I want right. I want to flip someone else. 
that's as far as self defense goes, that's not a good tact to take. Right, like right, that's a right, dangerous right. goal to have. Right. To want yeah. I mean, yeah, because the, not because you're a bad person, right, not because right, it's bad right, right. philosophically, but because it's dangerous as fuck to right, do that. Right. Like you do not you. want to. Yes, right. for you. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not worried about. I don't care about the other person I'm throwing. I'm if just you have to throw, if me. you have to throw someone, you have missed several steps yes. in your uh, in the process. Right. Yes. They are too close to you, um, and so the only thing that you have left is to unbalance right. them and you're unbalancing them not to throw them or put them on the ground although that might happen you're unbalancing them to give you space to escape to your ideal distance right, right? man it's back out of it it's so weird to look at it because it's like a, you know what are people's goals and i think a lot of people do see someone throwing someone with the code of guys and go like oh i want to learn to be able to do that it's pretty badass so look aikido training regular aikido training teaches you to do exactly that you will get to do exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. you saw which is throw someone with code of gosh that is part of aikido training then you say oh well i want to do it in a self-defense situation that's dangerous right. i mean so you know it, it's it's right. you know it's like saying um like seeing an alligator bite down on a man's head and the man be okay when when we're done and they go i want to do that right, right, right. i want to let an alligator bite down on my head and see if i'm going to be okay that might be possible, right. man. Right. But it's sure as dangerous as hell to put your head in a crocodile's right. mouth, you know? Right. Like I mean it's like watching the Matrix and seeing them jump from one building to another or something. I wanna do that. I wanna do that. And our people can do it. David Bell does it, right. you know, right. that parkour right. guy. But but like um it's it's dangerous shit to try. So so when you're talking about self defense, you're not talking about adding risk to your life. You're talking about mitigating risk to yep. your life. Minimizing that risk. Um and so yeah. like if you're into self defense and defending yourself and and using this stuff practically then you want to do the opposite of what your original yeah. goal was i think it's just hard to see for people with distancing because we uh we tend to want to jump to the next thing if that makes any sense so like i think people it's hard for them to like to literally see what a, a training distance for aikido would be right. you know because they're either like oh what you're gonna walk out the door no that's not aikido training yeah that's you're right that's not but we also don't have to be you know um, standing our feet a foot apart, you know, like right. there is an in between there, and I think it's hard for people well, to like that conceptualize space that we normally that I think we normally train at when we're doing stuff in motion, right? right. Is that distance, right. which is you know out of measure, and so they have to take a step at one to get in uh, to get to you. Yeah. It's funny, you know. I I would bet everyone uh, who's done Aikido Jiawaza who's listening to this podcast has had this come up for them. And I'll tell you the answer right now, and you probably won't like it. Like, so you've probably had a brand new uke who um, will uh, come into you and and grab real strong yeah. and lock you down, and then they won't go for your techniques. You know, like when you set up your code of gaish, whatever. And then you're mad. You're like, oh, they're not playing the game of of uh, Aikido, or you're mad because Aikido has failed you and you, and it doesn't work when you're supposed yeah. to. All you have to do is every time they come closer, you take a step away. Right. Every time you come closer, that you take a step away. And you keep doing that. And so what happens is eventually they're going to come at you in a way that they're no longer physically stable. They're unstable. When this is called Kazushi, and you hear tons of people in Aikido right now talking about how important Kazushi is, but they have no fucking clue as to how you actually make the Kazushi. You make the Kazushi by making them make an unbalanced attack. And then it is possible when they're in an unbalanced position to throw them or twist them or whatever it is you want to do. But you have to first set that up. You can't let them in a strong, supported position get a hold of you because it'll never work. Nothing yeah. will ever work. 
I think also in Giawasa, people probably have experienced this where you're moving around, you're moving around, and you're having a good time, you're kind of keeping out. And then uh, the other person gets into that distance uh, where they're almost in measure. So they're on the edge of that measure, um, and they sort of slow down. And they right. start kind of yes, hedging right. a little bit, right? <laughs> that's exactly they might right. even pull their hands up and, and doing you know, like a football. Yeah, do a little yep. kind of football thing. And uh, your instinct is to then go into that mode as well, right? That's the distance you think you should be in. You, no, just make distance from that's that. Right. Every time they do that, um, it, it won't look as cool. It doesn't feel as cool. Um, but eventually, it will turn into the thing that you want. You will that's be right. training them to understand. Uh, that that they cannot make an attack uh, from that distance because you'll never be there, right? Yeah. And so you and you're you training, training yourself as well. You will be training your proper ma'ai, right. right? Which is any time that you are, um, you know, squared up or in a distance where they could easily just reach out. Y- y- there is a mistake. Move, yep. you know. Yeah. You hit a wall. You go around it. That's right. You know. Yeah. Keep pushing back at it. Yeah. All right, where we're are we on time? Forty-four minutes Whoa, here, folks. So right. uh, yeah, we went through that one. Um, I think this was a real interesting episode. I uh, would love to know if people got stuff out of this if or it, not. If it makes sense um, at all. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's so hard to talk about because we don't have a found. You know, if I'm talking about Kota Geish, right. I think we all have enough of a foundation. All the listeners right. agreed material that we can talk about. But like with this, well, it's and like, I I think for us it's a little different too uh, because we have all, we have also done some other dueling stuff. You know, so we've done some saber fencing and we've done some um other kind of like some sword work and and, you know so so we've had opportunity to talk about and see these things kind of uh as they as they work so we have had an opportunity to see like this is a dueling thing that but that's not aikido this is an aikido thing that's not dueling. That's right. You know, they don't they don't that's work right. for the same thing. You're not going to get good be... at aikido and then be good at dueling. That's never right. going to happen. Right. And I think that upsets a lot of people too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, either that or and I mean, it could just be that they don't and this is why you know, I don't know where people are coming from, especially if you're just watching a video from uh, some school and you're hearing them. Like I don't know if uh they just don't understand uh or you know, like that 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 they are coming from a place of their understanding of what Aikido is, and, and it's different than what uh, we're doing. Or if there's something else going on, you know, that maybe yeah. they do understand and they just don't care. This That's the thing that they they want to, uh, to, to train. So, I mean, some people, you know, I think Aikido is what uh, we would call like uh, uh, ukemi and, and kokuryoku practice, right? Like how to make and take force. And, and that's the whole idea of their system. And that's cool. And I see how that could be Aikido. I think to some people, it's um, just a way to have a cooperative fun practice with someone else. And that's cool too. Uh, I think to some people, it's, you know, it's all kinds of different things. And all those are valid interpretations of Aikido, I think. But we just need to be clear about what ours is and yeah. why we're saying this thing we're saying. Yeah. Um, and so ours is, I personally, with my Aikido, want to have a higher percentage chance of surviving a bad situation. That's where my training is headed towards. And so that's why I'm talking about this stuff, you know. All right. So we are done with that parsh part of our um, podcast. Now we will move on to our uh, patron part of the podcast where we We say how much we love everyone uh, that uh, supports us. If we can pull it up, which we're always having trouble with. Go ahead and do the spiel, and then I'll have There's it. a spiel. I don't well, know. Oh, here we got the patrons. Okay, well, 
Uh, Maya does the spiel. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> You're here for it. We might we... be adding uh, Ted's takeaways. Oh, yeah. yeah we need to so so taking that. notes on this, Ted. We're ready for Ted's takeaways. Um, so thank you so much to our patrons. We super appreciate your support. Um, it, you make it possible for us to keep this uh, podcast online and uh, available to listen to all the episodes. Um yeah, we super appreciate your support. Also, we're going to Combat Con in a couple of months, mm-hmm. almost a month and yeah, a half, month, I guess. Yeah. August, in August, first, August through, first fourth. through fourth. Yeah, come come train with us there. I'm Las Vegas, at, Nevada, at the Flamingo Aikido class, knife fighting class, uh, or why knife fighting doesn't exist class, mm-hmm. um, a armed grappling class, and then perhaps a sword and buckler class. Although it wasn't on the list last I saw. All right. Well, here we go. Um, thank you so much to John Smith, Rob Kitson, Lenny Acuna, Matt Mumford, Urbano, Brian Crowley, Jim Sullivan, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Lise Klein, Sharon Okada, Jim Gallant, Christopher Acido, and Grant Templin. Oh, that's a long list. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Super. And I know we've had at least one person who's reached out and said they will be coming through California and wanted to see about stopping by and doing a class or at least hanging out, whatever. So um, keep that in mind that, you know, we do have a school that we teach uh, at and would be happy to have people, you know, if you're coming through, you're on vacation, you're up in Yosemite or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's not too far from us. And, you know, we have classes most days. So, um, you know, drop us a line and see if you can uh, can come through and that'd be awesome. Absolutely. All right. So tip of the tip, tip of the week. week. Tip I, of the week. I think based on what we're talking about today, maybe actually a little bit more of a concrete concrete tip mm, of the week. Mm, um, okay. This is the the game that Chris was kind of describing today, uh, playing with that distance, understanding the distance, um, our ideal my and what we want to be outside of, if at all possible, in Aikido. And so set yourself up um, with another person, square stance, um, so you know not one foot forward or the other, um, and and you know reach one hand out and touch their shoulder be in that start in that distance and then the person um, who reached out and touched their shoulder you're going to try from totally relaxed position try and tap the other person's shoulder the other person will try to not get their shoulder tapped Um, now do the same thing except instead of being you know close face to face kind of talking distance being able to touch their shoulder both people are going to reach out um, and uh, extend their to touch to their fingertips. So it'll be a two arms length distance with the square stance. Try and do the same thing. So you'll have to step in order to touch their shoulder. See how that's different. See how much harder or easier one is versus the other. Um, and kind of use that to maybe inform uh, what a preferred distance would be. Right. Anything to add to that, guys? Is that, no, I mean, that makes sense? Distancing <laughs> yes. is so important. Distance and timing is so important and so hard to talk about. Um, we've got to explore Well, it. and I think also just, you know, being clear about about what it is that, that Aikido does and how that will change the, the distance, you know. It's not a dueling system. If, if, if it was, our ma'ai would be different, right? Yep. Like the ma'ai that we would be looking for would be different because what we're – our goal in the thing is different, Right. And so I guess understanding how distance as it relates to the in, your intent uh, is very important as well. And that will actually uh, really help you on either side, because if you understand that, like your distance, your ma'ai. So let's say I'm the nage and my ma'ai as the nage is going to be different than their ma'ai. Right. as the attacker right because yeah. they have to be in a closer distance to get me so they are looking at a different um my eye 
understanding that difference will allow you to lead them, will right. allow you right. to do things um, that will help the engage. And therein lies the Ike. Right. That's yes. right. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Talk, Talk to, to you, you next week. week.